0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to In Conversation with Lisa Burke. And today I'm joined by two guests and we're going to discuss the British Chamber of Commerce, BCC. Daniel Eishan who is the chair, and Darren Robinson, known to us at RTL today as our job doctor and also a member of the British Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to you both. Good afternoon. Afternoon. I'm going to start with you, Daniel, in your role as chairman of the BCC. Tell us about its origins, how it came to be and what it's meant to do
1: we've been around for almost 30 years so it's it's really been in there for quite quite some time so we actually we realized that next year is going to be our next birthday thirtieth birthday we're still thinking about the 25th we had which was an amazing year which was our jude law year because we had a, a big event with jude law joined us for so who are you
0: going year. to have the 30th
1: oh we're working on it it's going to be much better <laughs> so uh, yeah we've been around for 30 years and actually when, when people ask you well, what is the British Chamber of Commerce for Luxembourg very often they've heard the term the Chamber of Commerce so the concept of a Chamber of Commerce people know that but be fundamentally different from what you could call the Luxembourg Chamber of Commerce because Luxembourg Chamber of Commerce is really an institution that has a, a role in the government in the way our laws operate our advices operate etc in the way you register your company you're, you're forced to be a member of the Luxembourg Chamber of Commerce uh, the British Chamber is what you call an international chamber and uh, it has been created by business people. So so 25 years back or 30 years back, uh, there were a number of people who said, well it would be a good idea to somehow help companies interact between the UK and Luxembourg and uh, so it was uh, Luxembourg business people, French people, uh, Belgian people, etc. who joined and created this, uh, this chamber of commerce. They all represented a number of major companies in Luxembourg and they said we want to create a, a business platform where we exchange about what can we do in Luxembourg in international business, trade, finance, etc.? How can we interact with uh, with the UK, and how could the UK better interact with Luxembourg? So I think that was a little bit the the first the first idea, really, in an environment where there were not a lot of platforms at that time. Well,
0: you, you had AmCham.
1: They were, I think, yeah, they were already there. Are they that old as well? <laughs> they were there, but but but. Everything you know today. So today, if you're if you, you're a startupper or you're gonna you're to create your company and uh, you wanna learn from others, you wanna talk to others, you wanna share knowledge, you wanna network, etc. You got lots of opportunities. It's, it's over the last ten years, there's just so many initiatives that have uh, that have. Uh, there are. There are role. so many
0: initiatives out there and so many different chambers of commerce. And as you've rightly Absolutely, said, yeah. and you are a Luxemburger as chair of the yeah. British Chamber of Commerce, it's open to everybody. So, Darren, turning to you, why did you join?
2: Yeah, well, I arrived in Luxembourg what over 15 years ago now. And there was a number of reasons that I was looking at associations. I was looking at um, industry bodies to be a part of um, for two reasons. One, because I didn't know anybody, and two, for business opportunities, um, for networking. The British Chamber, of course, appealed to me being a Brit, um, but I quickly um, realised that after joining, it was more international. It, it was, let's call it the the English-speaking networking association, uh, rather than just for, for Brits. Um, and in fact, as you rightly pointed out, we've got a Luxembourger as the chair at the moment. So that was one of the main reasons I joined. And it really has helped both on a personal level and on a professional level, because there are just so many people um, a part of the, the, the chamber.
0: Why should somebody join you and not AmCham? Or should you join both?
1: You can absolutely join both. I think there are lots of companies who join both because our programs are quite different. There are things where we cover similar topics. There are even projects that we do together. But um, our way of operating, our calendar events, the people who are in our chambers might be different in different different areas. So, so I think joining both is probably a, probably a good idea. But the British Chamber, really, over the last three years, we had a program that's called uh, Evolution. So really tried but not even necessary evolution. Was yeah. that because of Brexit? <laughs> no, it was really, uh, yeah, I would say Yeah, no, four, four years ago. Four years ago, we started that and really saying, how has the world changed? What are the needs of new companies? Uh, how can we evolve as an organisation in order to be as close as possible to the needs of uh, businesses, older businesses, younger businesses, our communities, etc. So really very strongly evolved. And I think today we are very, very dynamic. We have, we have really changed the whole organization, the type of events we organize are different than what we did five or ten years ago. So, yeah, I think really the British Chamber is, is, is very dynamic today and uh, very open also to, to very diverse profiles. If you're an individual, a one-man show, a small company, a start in company, and even what we're going to announce uh, uh, later this year, if, if you're a student, you're active in a specific area, there are possibilities to join the British Chamber of Commerce. So we're very a very open networking platform.
0: You've touched on many things there, but just going back to the the idea of evolution and we can't sidestep the issue of Brexit. So how are you helping companies wanting to deal with British companies or vice versa? Do you have anybody on board to be able to talk to on this matter?
1: Yes, we have uh, so we are a network organization. So 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 basically we have a, we have a secretariat. So there are two people working for the for the chamber, but mainly we are a member organization. So we got members from a very diverse set of areas from law, from fiscal, tax, business, marketing, etc. And they work together in groups. So we have subgroups that are oriented uh, towards specializations. So so finance, tax, people, business, innovation, HR, etc. And they work on topics, so and they, they try to understand what is Brexit, what is Brexit for their specific area, and the conclusions of that work is going to be uh, expressed via conferences, events, papers, uh, publications that be that are being made. So if people approach the the British Chamber of Commerce and say we got a specific question on Brexit on and specific topic, we'll try to connect them with the people within our organization who are best suited to give an answer on uh, on, on that. And if you don't find the resources within the British Chamber, within the members that we have, uh, with our internal resources, of course, we're going to help them to get in touch with other people, mainly the, the, the British Embassy, uh, which is, of course, uh, absolutely the, the right place to m- go if you you got business to do with the, with the UK, or the Luxembourg Chamber of Commerce or other institutions. So, so we really try trying to connect people and try to get them the quickest possible to the resource they need in order to find an answer.
0: So you're a great first base to get the right person to talk to trade or tax issues or whatever the issue might be, because there's quite a number coming out. Way. Now, Darren, you mentioned to me just before we started that you're also joined to British Chambers more generally and that those conversations and interactions are open if they have conferences or online, they are open to your members also.
2: Yeah, that's correct. Um, so we have um, the British Chambers, which is based in the, in the UK. And of course, we're affiliate member of the international group of chambers. And most recently, Brexit has been a, a hot topic. Of course, the, the, the chambers in the UK have been producing some very, very educational webinars. Um, and I think we have another one, I think the third one coming up uh, very soon. So, you know, it, it's great to be part of the international group, because then we can hold, I suppose, more, especially as we've moved online um, in recent times, to be able to offer more uh, webinars to to the members from different jurisdictions as well.
0: In your other life (laughs) outside of BCC, you look after recruitment. How have you seen that flow coming to or from the UK to Luxembourg? Tell us about what you've observed in your actual daily job.
2: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think we have begun to see a slowdown of Brits um, generally applying for opportunities in Luxembourg. And and I think this is mainly due to the fact that now a visa will be required, a work visa will be required. That's not to say it's that difficult to apply and and, and find um, a work visa. There are a lot of organisations that are um, prepared to sponsor, especially for the right qualifications. In financial services, for example, there is still a lot of demand and need um, for certain profiles within the risk and compliance space, for example, um, that qualified Brits could um, quite um, easily obtain a work visa for. So it's certainly slowed down the appetite to move, probably in Europe in general, um, which, of course, being a Brit, it is a shame.
0: Do you have a Luxembourg passport?
2: Not yet. I don't. Um, In fact, my wife just picked hers up. She's British um, and she has recently passed. Congratulations Um, (laughs) to her. (laughs) Yes, exactly.
0: (laughs) Now, I want to talk to uh, talk about a point you raised earlier, which is attracting younger people in the student population. How can you appeal to a younger audience as the British Chamber of Commerce?
1: I would say probably the same way we 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 appeal to businesses that are incumbent or new businesses. We, we are a platform where we can connect people. We can connect people who have ideas, who have thoughts, who have, who are doing research on stuff, who are looking for opportunities, etc. And if that works for businesses, it can also work for people who are just starting up their business career. So we really discovered over the last years, we just take the startups, the whole startup scene that has developed over here in Luxembourg. So people coming from all over Europe and even around the world to Luxembourg to start up their business. So working with startups is a complete different ecosystem. It's a different dynamics than than the traditional collaboration between companies so it's, uh, I would say older companies, if you could call them older but more incumbent, more traditional companies somehow see startups as competition, but we would try to to say it's an opportunity, it's an opportunity to evolve faster, to innovate faster, etc. So getting them to work together is a great opportunity for each other. So the, the startups will discover the big markets and the big markets will discover new ideas. And it's the same for students. And that's the way we'd like to work. We're trying to develop a program. We'll see students who are on research projects or people, uh, students who have just graduated and really really trying to propose them the capacity to connect with people in business, but also people in business to connect with young talents, with young resources, with young innovation, et cetera, et cetera. So and we think it's going to be a great idea and it's going to, it's going to work fine. Looking forward to uh, get back from remote working and digital conferences because uh, what's better than connecting those people in real life?
2: And I think it's important to note that, of course, um, the student membership for the British Chamber is free.
0: Yeah. Very important to note, <laughs> free. Uh, what is the cost for a uh, non-student?
1: Um, there are different types of membership. so we have individual membership, we have business membership, and then we have sustaining membership. So there are different advantages linked to that. I would say the business membership is 500. Yes. So that's the middle the middle ground where we're trying to attract of course people but uh, our sustaining members have a, a number of special services they have they're going to be invited to, at the ambassadors residence, for example for the Brexit briefings we had specific Brexit briefings over the last three years and it was just uh, limited to to sustaining members we have other events that are just limited to sustaining members so that's a little bit more expensive but also you get uh, other types of advantages
0: yeah and the price wasn't mentioned there I know, yeah. I'm sure all of the details are on the <laughs> website
1: absolutely and
0: when you were going through that process of evolution, that four-year process of thinking about evolution as your topic, what were your conclusions?
1: That we need to evolve. I would say there, there, there were a number of points. So the first point was we were in a highly visible world. And uh, if you're 25 years of age, you've been coming up in a traditional communication market, you need to reinvent the way you talk about yourself. So you need to become visible in another way, you need to adopt the tools that exist, etc. So evolution was, one part was really saying we have a voice, we have something to say, we have knowledge, we have a point of view on many, many topics, we must get that out. Somehow we need to connect with people and try to communicate better. So communication was a big big aspect. But then also the the things we talk about, the, the topics that we cover, the way we cover them, the way we interact with other members in the ecosystem with ministries associations etc the union des entrepreneurs luxembourgeois etc Uh, we also try to redefine that and then really open ourselves up to to get more ideas more input than what we had before so it's really being open to new ideas using those ideas in a different way and communicating them more efficiently in order to to become visible
0: Which probably really uh, tacks on to your daily life, which is uh, advertising. And I'm sure you've seen huge changes in that over your lifetime as well. But you're an amazing networker because reading your CV, you're involved globally in all sorts of organisations to do with advertising as well. And so what's the key to being a good networker?
1: I'm a very bad networker. <laughs> I'm just involved in many things. You are the chair
0: of the BCC. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I like
1: to have people around me who speak for me. So I'm not. I'm not the really. Uh, I'm not very talented in going to put people and saying, "Hi, I'm Daniel, can we talk a little bit?" No, I'm. 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 active in a number of, of networking organizations, but I'm not a good networker. I think it's it's rather the question which kind. You're of, good
0: enough <laughs> to get voted in, <laughs> and very humble That's as well.
1: Right. I, I think it's important to know which organizations you're going to join. There's just so many things you could do also here in Luxembourg or internationally. Uh, There's so many things you can learn. There's so many things that can inspire you in your day-to-day job. And that's really what's interesting for me. All the activities I have is just because... Time runs too fast and I really want to learn, to learn, to discover new things. And it's with people that you discover it the the, 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 the fast, in the fastest way. That's why I love being in these organizations and learning from other people who are in specific areas much more talented and much more experienced than, than myself. And networking is also that connection of your brain power and your talent, etc. It's not only the cocktails and the... the drinks and all of that.
0: Which has been very difficult in the last year due to COVID but hopefully we can get back to real life networking very soon. In your other role as our job doctor has there been any questions that have come your way or thoughts that have come your way that have really made you think about a person's role in society in their kind of working careers?
2: Yeah I, I think I suppose Recently, what's um, you know Luxembourg is is well known, especially for the the, the recruitment profession. Let's say um, for financial services, most of us are active in that space. Um, what, of course, is being highlighted right now. There's so many other sectors and, and clearly affected by the, the the pandemic. On on a personal level, you 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 see it, of course, with the bars and the restaurants that you can no longer um, visit. And you know, I really feel for, for this population, um, and I know there's, there's, there's quite a lot of, um, um, let's say, media attention that they're, that they're getting. There's also um, probably more support that um, the government could provide. Um, and I think most of the population, and, and certainly myself, would, would certainly support more support um, for those industries that are not faring as well as most that, we're, you know, that we normally see visible on the marketplace.
0: It's obviously a very difficult time for so many people and and we all can't wait for the vaccines to finally come and give us enough coverage so that we can go out without masks once more. Thank you both for your time. Have you any final messages for our audience, our English-speaking audience who may want to join the BCC?
1: Become a member. (laughs) Why? Because we're the best place to meet great people, have great ideas, and move your business forward. And uh, and we create dialogue between people, and dialogue for us is really the basis for success in business. So speak to other people, share your ideas, and I think the British Chamber is a really great place to do that.
2: Yeah, and clearly you don't have to be a great networker to be able
0: to network. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, so he says. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Darren, so much for your time. And we'll obviously put any links on the article adjoining this as to how you can join the British Chamber of Commerce. If you have any thoughts, any ideas, any questions to our job doctor as well, don't hesitate to write in with them. We always love hearing your words, your advice, your positive criticism. <laughs> and, uh, and we're very grateful for you to continue listening to us and reading our site. So thank you all so much indeed.